nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at garagelogic.com. As a golf passport card holder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to garagelogic.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. GarageLogic.com. Keyword passport. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 977 as we inch closer <gasps> to the 1000th mark. December 8, 2022. 50 degrees on this day and two occasions. 1939 when they had a really nice streak going. And again in 1990, it was 22 below on this day in 1876. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner. Hi. Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Sup. John Hyde in the newsroom. <laughs> and of course, the rookie. Aww. Here is your flashlight king, Kenny. Fireworks commissioner. And the keeper of really common quick. sense. Promise. Yeah. Don't man. ever again. Joe Sushi. Very no. briefly. No, this is serious. All right. Not gonna happen. Don't ever again say really quick. All right. Well, how ever. should I how should I preface it then? Don't. You don't need to. All right. I'm gonna do this immediately. My eight year old <laughs> says that all the time. What? So, really quick. But especially so. to um, the bride, female his friends, and his mother. S- says yeah. what all he, the time? He says, "Sup." Sup. I went. Sup. Oh no. Sup. Oh, oh no. He's a good kid. Tom Lyman is now correcting us. Okay. Yes. Which is fine. Yesterday I mentioned that T. Eugene Thompson case in the uh, This Day in History, and I said he lived on Pinehurst. Uh, Lyman said he checked old newspapers. The home was on Hillcrest. Case. I was a block off. Who lived there? It's all the same to me. Who lived there? T. Eugene Thompson. And uh, Wayne writes, I was surprised to hear your discussion of walking sticks on Monday's podcast. I listened to this while walking down the service road of life here in Loveland, Colorado, using walking sticks. I made them from sticks from a dead maple tree in the backyard, used bike handlebars for handles, and rubber chair feet at the bottoms to keep them from sliding on the pavement. Oh, I am 81. Had back issues for several years. Well, Without the sticks, I'd walk with my chin nearly dragging the ground. <laughs> well, he's exempt. If this disqualifies me as a GLer, I guess I'll have to resign. No. Wayne in Loveland, no, Colorado. No, Wayne. no, Wayne, it does not disqualify no. you. You continue to get out there and look like a complete fool with that homemade <laughs> no, walking no, sticks. No, Wayne, this exempt. Uh, Wait a minute. <laughs> No, no, Wayne, How, you're in. That's cool. yeah, What's it's bike, all right. The bike part, I don't understand. I think he probably just meant the uh, handlebar grips, and he put those on top of the walking. Oh, Chris, I are you you're familiar with the old school bikes and the rubber grips? Yeah, sure, sure. Finger slots. Okay, the whole that deal. makes sense. You probably don't have those now. It's very high tech. Like you'd have to turn and stuff. <laughs> you gotta have grippers. Let's do it with a suit that looks like a jar on olive. Uh, I got grippers on my galoshes. Right there, with the spokes. An olive uh, jar <laughs> label on your shirt. Olive jar label on your shirt. Jim writes, USS Ward. Joe, I listened to yeah. yesterday's show and the talk about the USS Ward firing the first shot of, of World War II. Please remind listeners... 
that if you want to lay hands on the gun that fired that first shot, just head over to the Capitol grounds to the west of the Veterans Service Building along West 12th Street. The gun sits right there. Thank you, Jim. <clears throat> what is his name? Orville Ethier? He was the lo- one of the local guys? Let uh, me look that, that up. That's ringing a bell. Yes, we had him on the show. I went to school in Ethier. They all got to be connected somehow. Uh, Kenny, this can come up again, but I'm so fascinated by it. I, I want to bring it up, but we could bring it up during a seafoam. See, this guy's past seafoam. Mark has an interesting uh, request for a ruling. Then let's do it tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's Please? past sea. No, what? tomorrow. What? Kenny doesn't have a seafoam ad. Today. I know. Oh, oh, I do I'm tomorrow, sorry. though. I'm sorry. All right, I do I'll tomorrow. save it. I'm Thank easy. you. There, Thank look at you. that. What wow. right over there. But and that, they that, say that was, I'm inflexible. It's too easy. <laughs> Where's my uh, pencil? Yeah, but it's on the floor. Here it is. Yeah, I got it. It's right here. Next to that battery it. you dropped the other day. I didn't drop one. Oh. I did the other day. Does Joe know we're recording? I think so. I think we should do. Pretty sure he does. He's got this note. Uh, oh, we have Brittany Grinders out of the Soviet Isn't that Union. nice? That's nice. President Joe Biden pushed gun control for Americans yesterday and on the same day agreed to release a convicted arms dealer via prisoner swap with Russia. Uh, that's from Jordy. Uh, look, I, I'm not a Brittany Griner fan, but I didn't want her locked up in that hellhole. And I wish we'd get our Marine out of there. Yeah. Uh, 100%. But I hope that shows. Um, oh, athletes. say can you. Wasn't Brittany one of the people who sat during the anthem? She sure was. Not Joe. only did, okay, she, did she realize that Joe. the eyes of this country are on her for the first time she has an anthem played? Not only did she sit, she um, also wished that they wouldn't play it at all. Yeah. Now, I well, obviously... she broke the law, and that should show her you can't just do what you want. Yeah, her being kept that long is way over, way too much. I have a theory about that. Okay. Uh, Ignorance of the law is not does not excuse. I mean, Russia, China, USA. Oh. Well, mine has to do with this latest <laughs> incident in St. Paul where the cops shot a guy who uh, they say was uh, had his gun drawn on them, okay. the would-be carjacker over in Mounds Park. Yes. I have yeah. a theory about that. What's your theory? I, 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 I have to get to it later. Oh, okay. I want to finish with Brittany Griner. I'm glad she's released. I wouldn't wish uh, that hellhole on my worst enemy. Get the hell out of there. And now get our Marine out of there. Uh, and obviously she probably is not in basketball shape. You are not treated well over there. No. And I'm sure her diet was horrible and she probably didn't have a chance to exercise and the whole deal. But when, when at last she returns, if in fact she does, I would imagine she would, what was her WNBA team? Oh, I don't even know. Was it Lamb? Uh, Phoenix Mercury. Phoenix. When at last she returns to the Phoenix Club and they have an anthem played, I think the entire, uh, well, not the entire nation, wouldn't watch an NBA, uh, WNBA game. But those who do will uh, be seriously, will be very curious as to see her reaction. I would agree. Yeah. And I think this is a woman who had better demonstrate some gratefulness yeah. that she got her ass out of there. And I'm glad that she did. That's a dreadful hellhole. 
Well, and if you're not going to be humbled by this experience, what are you going to exactly. be Exactly. If you're not humbled by this, then there's no saving you. But I predict she will be. So I remember reading something about her dad, so I just looked it up. She's the daughter of Raymond Greiner, a Harris County deputy sheriff, and two tour Vietnam War You're veterans. really kidding me. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, Brittany, you've... Uh, yeah. You, you, uh, you will have a lot of people watching you, and I... You know, I, I agree with you. It's good that she's been released and everything oh, else. thank God. But, but releasing a guy, how, how quickly will we regret releasing a guy who was held in our captivity by the name of Wait, the we, Merchant we already, of Death? Yeah, we already do. And what does this, what do we have to give those jackasses in order to get our Marine back? Yeah, yeah if they, they wanted the true. Merchant of Death for Brittany, what do they want for a Marine? And who do we have? No, yeah, that's would just it. that would uh, who knows who knows Malif- is mollify a word yeah. honestly it might take putin's captivity wouldn't it i, I know i think that marine would clap well putin? i can't well i'm just saying that's the level it would take to get this guy out out of russia's uh control Go if we get him we need to uh put a bullet in his head Plus, you're dealing with a president who's just a bit compromised. He pulled this off, but he abandoned Afghanistan, left people mm-hmm. behind. So it's going to be very tough for him to get that Marine back, but I'm rooting for him. Are you yeah. saying that this may have in some way been uh, uh, rooted in um, virtue signaling? Uh, this is all about votes. What, getting Brittany back? Right. I don't yeah. care what it means. I'm just glad she's back. Sure. Just get her out of there. You people have no business. There's no justice system in, in Russia. Read uh, Bill Browder. I've read both his books. Red Notice. Red Notice and uh, the other one, the follow-up. Child 44. No, that's, that's, Tom that's, that's a different... Uh, um, skinny Legs and All. Mad River. No. My driver. Oh. My driver. I looked at that this morning. It was on my shelf. Mad River. <laughs> How far did you get? It ain't got time to bleed. Oh. I got further and I ain't got time to bleed than I did with Mad River. Pretty good, though. I'd like to forward. Take the helm, Such. Let's go here. Timbuktu writes, in discussing the fact that South Dakota has no income tax, you cited the small population of the state. But it is worth noting that some of the largest states in the union have no income tax, including Texas, Florida, and the state of Washington. The goal of any tax system should be to break even or generate a small surplus. Generating massive surpluses like Minnesota is doing means that you are being overtaxed. You don't see these massive surpluses in Florida and Texas, even though their economies are flourishing. Minnesota's current budget surplus of $17.6 billion works out to $3,087 on a per capita basis. Texas currently has a surplus of $27 billion, which is $928 per capita. Florida has a surplus of $21.8 billion, which is $1,013 per capita. South Dakota has a surplus of $300 million, which is $335 per capita. The South Dakota governor has already earmarked one-third of that surplus tax surplus for tax relief by eliminating the sales tax on food. There's no reason for Minnesota's per capita surplus to be three times or more these other states, which also have strong economies. 
Minnesota is simply overtaxing its citizens, and these huge surpluses only encourage more spending that never goes away. Well, it could it can't be declared more succinctly than that. We are. Uh, uh, it is almost comical to have a surplus of almost eighteen yeah, billion dollars. It, that yeah. means something's not right and needs to be fixed. Not here's a big money grab, and the wrong people are in place to bring this about. Unfortunately, uh, and it's time to to do what we said yesterday. GLers have to become activists, and I get emails today. F- Using the same thing we've already talked about. Yes, but I work and I'm too busy. We have to set that aside. Not set aside your work. You have to set aside that attitude. We have to. We have to become. We have to become community activists. That's the only way. You're right. That's the only way. And we have the template uh, from any of the variety of groups we're saddled with in the Twin Cities. Mm-hmm. I would, but we got basketball tonight. Well, so. that's the point. See, that's what it is. You work around that. Tell We're going to have to do basketball. this. You're doing, you're doing a political thing. You're, this state has it. Let's just round it off. Round it off. This state has $18 billion of our money. Of our money. That, that's a joke. But you're going to get a Walls check. No, Walls, you had nothing to do with it. We earned the money, Walls. You didn't. But our economy is strong. Uh, good. I'm just trying to get. But you this going. is this is insanity. This has is anybody, insanity. Has anybody or the I still have the piece. Um, how much would we have left after every Minnesotan gets a grand? Well, it added up to everybody 18 and over. It was roughly forty five hundred dollars. That's a stupid game to play. Lower the tax. Give this money back and lower the well, taxes, so you are not creating the, this surplus every the, year. The point I wanted to make was that he should give all of it back, yes. not just a percentage. So give us all a check for I don't know what it comes to ten About grand. Six grand. Yeah, give six give grand, it all yeah. give it all back every cent. Everybody that paid in gets money. Shelley writes, Joe and the boys, I'm writing in reference to yesterday's podcast primarily regarding the outrage that you don't think citizens have regarding the surplus. The comment Kenny made that maybe people don't care is so far off that it's frustrating. The main reason citizens like myself aren't attending city council meetings or organizing to fight back is because we have actual jobs Mm -hmm. that keep us from doing so. Yes, uh, Shelly, I'm addressing that. My husband and I both work until 5.30, Monday through Friday. My husband drives 30 to 40 minutes to get home from work, so now it's 6.10 p.m. We haven't had dinner yet, seen the kids, checked homework, etc. Well, remember, Shelly, activists don't have any of those problems. They don't work, they don't have kids, and they're not commuting. Not to mention, if any of our children have any sports, we need to attend. We... Uh, nor almost everyone we know could never attend a meeting at 4 p.m. like you stated you could do. We live in an, we live in old homes in St. Paul and are getting taxed right out of them. It's infuriating what the governor is doing. Back when St. Paul was coming up with the disaster trash program, I reached out to the head of the city council, Amy Brenmoan. Oh, what I'm about to read will you're going to all find very irritating. Oh boy. Uh, when we back when St. Paul was coming up. With the disaster trash program, I reached out to the head of the city council, Amy Brenmoan, who told me that if I wanted to talk to her, I could meet her at Como Lake during her walk 
at 10 a.m. Oh, come uh-huh. on. <laughs> Very precious. Very precious, Amers. No, but that proves her point right there. That, Let me that... continue. Yes, okay. it does. Right. I responded that I work for a living, unlike her, and that I don't have the luxury of going for a walk daily at 10 a.m. Yeah. The moral of this letter is that we are outraged. We are pissed off. We don't vote for this. We are stuck with Walls and Marvin. Marvin. You mean Melvin. 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 Who is now talking about wanting to raise property taxes. And if successful, we have already decided we will need to sell our home. And if we sell our home, Minnesota is going with it. Well, I wish I had that luxury. I don't. I have gunfire right outside my door. I can't call the police because no one will come. We can't even put a wreath on our front door without it being stolen. We hate it, but until my children are grown and I'm in a position such as yourself where I can plan an actual meeting during the day, as most of the residents of St. Paul and the state of Minnesota, our hands are tied and they know that. You are entitled to your opinion. I just wanted to let you know that there are citizens of St. Paul and Minnesota who are paying attention. Speaking of which, I need to get back to my kids. I've been a licensed daycare provider for almost 27 years, and the natives are getting restless. Have a good day. Always pushing back. Gumption County's child care provider extraordinaire, Shelly Harrington. Shelly, my opinion does not differ from yours in one iota. No, no, I'm behind her. And I think it's um, an outrage that you were treated like that by Amy Brenmoan. Let's brainstorm this. How do we, so GLers and conservatives are, are, we're stuck with this because we have jobs and lives and families and children's and mortgages. Should we start start an organization, pool our money and pay somebody to speak for us? No. Here's my Why? first one. Why? Because, well, maybe we'll come back to that. Maybe maybe you're on to something. Here's my thought. You get enough of these Shelleys to sign a letter written. Well, let's just keep it to St. Paul. Okay. Sign a letter to Melvin Carter. And I want 2,500 signatures minimum. We are not paying our property tax bill until we have a meeting at our convenience with you and the city council. And the city council is not going to sit above us on a raised podium. They're going to be at tables with us, and they're going to hear what we have to say. That's my, that would be the way I'd go about it. Well, wait a second and that now. way, Shelley can set aside time because it would be scheduled. She'd know it's coming, and we'd have that meeting. How does it work when you pay your taxes at the end of the year, April 15th? You write a check to the Minnesota Department of Revenue, do you not? Right. Right? And they divvy out the money. Well, I've had dealings with the Minnesota Department of Revenue. Super fun. And if you're $5 short, they will take your house away. Okay. Can they take 5,000 houses away? They yes they will yeah. they will yeah. Joe they'll take your earnings they'll yeah. take your property they'll take everything if you're five dollars short well that that was my oh first my god you solution. lit a fire under me the Department of Revenue in Minnesota those guys well they have nothing to do with the city of St Paul in terms no, but, of the mayor no but if if you're writing a check to them and they're giving it to St Paul they have everything to do with well, it. I don't know then I don't know the answer. Uh, uh, I like I, your idea, but know. it just it won't work. Um, sorry, Kenny, I do have to bust you. 
As yeah, yesterday's what? positive report card shows, children's do learn. That's right. Yeah. You did say children. You said children. Did I? Yeah. Did I hear yeah. children's awesome. do learn? I'm glad you did just because I wanted yeah. to play the song by the children's. Awesome. <laughs> do learn. I love me some days. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Try not to love This and, is why I keep telling you guys about La- Eckberg and Lammers law firm putting together an estate plan for you and a will because can you imagine oh can you imagine the difficulty your family is in when you at last move on to glory and you've left behind no plan that means the courts step in right that means the tax collectors step in that means you're alone that means you, you get a house and you, you get a house you can't you can't do this without a plan it's the only way to go i don't care how old you are in eckberg lammers has been doing this for people for more than 70 years. They'll also help you with uh, property transfers in your family. But just think about it. Don't even think about the word estate. That's just the word. An estate can be anything. You all have something. We all do. And it doesn't make any difference how old you are. Get this put in place for your family. You know, mine I call the dead book. The dead book? Well, I got a dead book. You got to have a dead book. And then the kid comes in, and he says, where's the dead book? Right where he left it. Right over and there. And you open it up. There's the estate plan. There's the number for the plumber. There's the whole okay. deal. Secret passwords. You can come up with a better name than the dead book. The dead book. Blueberry book. My point is, you all know this is important, and it's becoming increasingly important the more we understand how voraciously greedy the government is. Mm. That's just their nature. So call Eckberg Lammers and get this done. Talk to them at least. Find out why this is important and necessary. Make an appointment with Eckberg Lammers at 651-439-2878 or visit Eckberg Lammers at eckberglammers.com slash will. Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here, and you've heard me talk about my relationship with Josh Arnold for quite some time now, and the reason I advocate that you give Josh a call is simple. Well, actually, it's two reasons, trust and results. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions. As he says, past results do not guarantee future returns. While that is true, Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments, and you can trust Josh to make sure that you are not paying more in fees than you are selling in returns. Yes, that is more common than you would think. So do yourself a favor by booking a 48-minute free, yes, free consultation that has absolutely no obligation. Call Josh today at 952-925-5608. That number, once again, is 952-925-5608. You will be glad you did. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. What season I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. It's ranting season. Many hats, just not indoors. Joe yeah. Souchere. Yes, you. I am? Okay. Yeah. Just making sure. I want to make sure that you know it's the season. Well, actually, not now. It's the, Now is the season to make the appointments for Kahuna Window Cleaning and Seasonal Services. And you do that by going to their website at kahunawindowcleaning.com. they got all sorts of great services that you can plan for the spring Window cleaning, pressure washing. Well, the holiday lighting season is over, but think about them for next year. Now, what they do is they will clean your windows when Easter? it's warmer. Do they do Easter lighting? Uh, you know what? They probably would. Nice. They probably. Look. You might be inventing a whole new income revenue. 
Rook, I, I know you're busy and you're trying to do a, a, an ad here, but never mind me. Uh, my electrician, my, my electrician will climb up on his seven foot step ladder and then he'll stand on the very top step. I would have a heart attack and Ooh. balance on that thing. No, I would have a heart no, attack. No, See, no. Kahuna, they specialize in safety. So their ladders are all full safety. Uh, they, they have training every week. And so when they go out into the field, they are very well prepared for anything. So get on their list right now for spring. Call 612-888-5248 and let them know you want to see them during the springtime. KahunaWindowCleaning.com, veteran-owned, garage logic approved, serving families uh, and businesses in Minneapolis since 2007. KahunaWindowCleaning.com. Nice. Thanks, Beth. Uh, Orville Ethier. This is regarding the USS Ward. Yes, and I went back uh, to the Pioneer Press. This is a, I'm not going to read it, but it's, um, what was his name? Bill uh, Farmer. This was an 86 piece. Now, I'm just going to go to, he's talking about the USS Ward, but listen to this. On December 7th, 41, uh, Orville Ethier, now 71, lived on Ruth Street. Another one of the guys. Uh 2193 East 5th Street. There were 85 guys on the USS Ward that were from Minnesota. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's well, just really neat. Van Dyke Street. I mean, it's just, well, going wow. through that. Sounds like really, they were all East Siders. We should maybe repost this uh, article. Send it to me. Okay. And I'll, I'll add it to the Garage Logic okay. link. Joe, your guy, Jason Whitlock. Yeah. WNBA player for the Merchant of Death. This tops the Vikings Cowboys Herschel Walker trade. <laughs> Herschel Walker, first FBI guy to score three touchdowns on the moon with the Yankees. Wait, wait. <laughs> UN predicts disaster if global warming not checked. Mm. Associated Press. A senior UN environment official, environmental official says entire nations could be wiped off the face of the earth by rising sea levels if the global warming trend is not reversed by the year 2000, this was written June 29th, 1989. Just a, another reminder that uh, you're all falling for a horrible scam that's going to upend your I believe uh, I read something that was accusing you of being a science denier. I am. <laughs> And uh, Chris writes, hail the flashlight king. Hail Hail you, bruh. Attached is a picture of an article that appeared in the New York Times in 1989, meaning the one I just read. This scam has been going on for a generation. It's taught in schools and conveyed in the media for over 33 years. That's the problem. This is why we have the silliness of the current climate movement, an example being the bios that you read in the Minneapolis Activists a few episodes ago. It has become a religion and a cause, hard to overcome a generation of indoctrination and silliness overnight. The academy is the problem. They no longer teach the basics and no longer teach critical thinking skills. They only teach advocacy and social justice, and the insult and the pain is we, the taxpayers, pay for it. Keep up the great work. Love the first town council event. Looking forward to the next one, Chris Longley. Very nice. I've got a lot of material on the folly of electric vehicles, which is uh, more interesting than I ever imagined. 
Tim Queenan writes more to chew on regarding the ridiculous notion of electrification of our fleet and how battery technology and infrastructure are nowhere near ready. The post below us from opus.net in the original study is detailed in the American Transportation Research Institute website. Uh, new ATRI research, American Transportation Research Institute, evaluates charging infrastructure challenges for the U.S. electric vehicle fleet. Truckingresearch.org. The note on average outage on electricity today is interesting. Can you imagine what it will be like if more than 2% of the fleet were electric as it is today? The other piece that folks don't realize is that oil refining produces both gas and diesel from a barrel of oil in the refining process. You cannot just produce one or the other. So if you electrify the car fleet but still need diesel for trucking, how does that work? What do you do with the gasoline? Gas will be cheap and diesel will get more expensive than it is today and trucking costs will go up and inflation goes up. And here's the note from the study. Electrifying commercial trucking could as much as triple vehicle cost, and the heavy battery required to power the trucks would reduce carrying capacity and require more trips to haul the same amount of freight. The reduced capability would aggravate the nation's truck parking shortage. The findings were part of the report of the American Transportation Research Institute, Released Tuesday, assessing the infrastructure needs of the U.S. commercial fleet if the U.S. commercial fleets were replaced by battery electric vehicles. The report, report focused on electricity supply and the demand, EV production and truck charging requirements. The electricity that the U.S. trucking fleet would require is significant at about 553.5 billion annual kilowatts or 14% of all electricity consumed in the U.S. in 2019. Long-haul trucks would make up 10.6% of all U.S. consumption of electricity in 2019, with full electrification of today's light, medium, and heavy-duty vehicles in the U.S. an additional 1,593—I'm sorry, what— 1,593,8 billion kilowatts of electricity would be needed. That represents an increase in annual U.S. electricity consumption of 40.3%. How are you going to light your house? Worry about that later. The battery pack for a Class B battery electric vehicle represents about 55% of the cost of the truck. A typical new Class 8 diesel Truck tractor costs 135 to 150 grand. A comparable Class 8 battery electric vehicle truck may be priced at 400 to $500,000. The production cost would only increase as demand rises for minerals used to make batteries. Reused lithium-ion batteries have been a key component of devices such as rechargeable batteries and smartphones, which require very small amounts of raw material compared to a vehicle. To power vehicles, production of batteries had to scale up, with quantities of raw materials such as lithium and cobalt moving from just ounces in a smartphone to hundreds or even thousands of pounds in a vehicle. Wow. Now, this doesn't sound like it's written by 
anyone that doesn't care about the earth. These are just facts. And we're governed by such adult children that this isn't considered. It's ignored. Worry about that later. Battery weight may substantially limit the long-haul capability of battery electric vehicles. A long-haul internal combustion engine truck tractor weight is 18,260 pounds versus the battery electric vehicle's 32,016-pound weight, including the battery. While heavier batteries can store more energy and increase driving range, the batteries cost more, and the extra cost in weight could decrease the amount of cargo weight that the BEV can carry. Recharging takes longer than refueling. A long-haul truck that holds 300 gallons of diesel could drive more than 1,800 miles across three days between brief refueling events. A truck with a very large 1,500-watt kilowatt battery would have to spend at least four to five consecutive hours recharging each day to do a similar task across three to four days. That's an unbelievable stat, that one right there, diesel Um, versus electric. So um, you briefly mentioned the truck uh, parking shortage Mm -hmm. and that was in reference to if this goes through there'll be even less parking than we have now because it takes so long to recharge am am i correct on that yes okay so this is something i've been noticing over well ever since we went to the podcast i've been sneaking down to the twin cities i'll leave at three in the morning and every single exit i go by and, and joe i'm saying every single one has semis parked on the off and on ramps and then when you go by a rest area, not only is every space full, but the trucks are lined up on the on-ramp yeah, all I've the way that. onto the freeway. And I've been wondering about this. So right after you said that, I looked this up and I came on a website called truckinginfo.com. Mm. Uh, there are about 3.5 million truck drivers in the United States and approximately 313,000 truck parking spaces nationally for ele- every 11 drivers there is one truck parking space. Can you imagine what's going to happen when these guys have to recharge? Well, let me let me get to the final paragraph of this American Transportation Institute report. The cost of initial charging equipment and installation to power the nation's trucks is estimated to top more than thirty-five billion dollars. Mm. Truck charging needs at one, truck charging needs at one rural rest area might require the daily electricity to power more than 5,000 U.S. households. Oh, my word. Wow. Wow. But we're governed by children. We're governed by children practicing a theology. So how come boot... the future, the freight trucks that deliver bread and milk to our grocery store shelves. All right, I can't take it. So so why wouldn't somebody like, uh, what is his, help me with his last name, Buttigieg. Buttigieg. Because he knows no more about transportation than my dead mother. But you would think if he knew knew anything, if if he knew anything, he would see these these specs, these numbers, and go, uh, 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 wait a a minute, wait, wait. But no. This is from a mole who's entirely trustworthy. Joe, this is from Europe. Both almost predictable and from the can't-make-it-up file. Okay. This is green car people windmilling themselves. 
Electric SUVs could create a new problem. They have bigger batteries, which means they need more minerals that would have to be used to make more batteries for smaller cars. Bigger vehicles using too much material to make bigger batteries will force more mining to get materials to make batteries for more smaller batteries. Basically, having a bigger battery-powered vehicle could increase emissions from mining more minerals because the bigger the vehicle, the bigger the battery. Companies making more money from selling bigger cars, which is why companies are promoting electric SUVs. The paper finds, much like our streets Minneapolis, the only real way to reduce emissions is to reduce the use of vehicles. So, all those GM ads with the Fleetwood Mac music are selling people something that will make the climate worse. This is from David Zipper, a visiting fellow at Harvard Kennedy School focused on mobility uh, cities and tech, and the study is in sciencedirect.com. Uh, the result... The results show that the levels of CO2 emissions of new cars are substantially reduced only uh, in the belief that one assumes lower motorization. Based on these simulations, the conclusion that the difference of electric sport vehicles does not necessarily contribute to mitigating car emissions in Europe. Mm. Less reliance on technology fixes, downsizing, and reduced motorization are identified as solutions worth investigating to meet ambitious climate goals. But I don't want to meet the ambitious climate goals because that's where the scam is. Right. Um, okay, you've got to believe, stick with me here, you've got to believe that the car manufacturers know all this, yep. correct? Yep. So do we consider them evil or just normal capitalists for jumping on board and making and selling these cars. Are they in this for a quick buck um, uh, because they think this is a fad, let's get in on it while we can? Shouldn't they be the ones pushing back the most? I believe, uh, unfortunately, the answer is uh, they're going to make a quick buck while the they're going to strike while the iron's hot. Yeah, that's the feeling I'm getting. Yeah, but where are they going to go? That, that will force that industry to implode. I mean, I suppose they'll still have to make electric Well, I'm not, I'm not done. Listen to this. This is from Sean. Sweden wants to ban any car that isn't electric by 2030. Switzerland wants to ban electric cars because of the European energy crisis. Wow, I love Switzerland. Switzerland, they've got, really? They've got I didn't pair. know that. they got a brass yeah. pair, don't they? That's ballsy. And here it is. Uh, <laughs> the non-essential use of electric vehicles could soon be banned in Switzerland. The European country is facing an impending energy crisis as a result of the war in Ukraine. While about 60% of the country's energy supplies relies on the use of hydroelectric power, Swiss government officials have drafted emergency plans to conserve energy that include limiting electric vehicle use, according to the Telegraph in the U.K. Uh, Somebody woke up there so far. Switzerland is also reportedly prepared to limit its country's heating temperatures to a maximum of 68 degrees initially cut stores, operating hours, and lower resolution for video streaming services in an effort to manage energy shortages and avoid a blackout. Aside from Switzerland's reliance on hydroelectric power, the country also uses nuclear power, fossil fuel plants, and solar wind or wind generation for energy. 
Switzerland's emergency response would be rolled out in two tiers with individual restriction levels based on the level of energy supplies available. All of this driven by the theological construct that fossil fuels are ruining the planet. Uh, It's completely changing our lives. Here's what we need, Such. Here's what we need, Such. And Rookie used the word imploding. We need a country, and maybe it's going to be Sweden, that wants to ban all vehicles that aren't electric by, what did you say, 2030? Switzerland. Switzerland. Switzerland is banning all vehicles that are not not electric. No. No. Yes. That are electric. Uh, that are electric. Sweden, that are electric. Sweden, Sweden wants only electric. Not by 2030. Main. We need them to go ahead with that and, and put that into action, and then we can watch Sweden implode, and then maybe the rest of the world will figure it out. Joe, I just was sent a video, a 60 Minutes piece on the merchant of death when he was apprehended back in 2010. I'm going to post this to the Garage Logic link. I have drawn a grand conclusion. Okay, but He's Chris, a bad that, guy. Chris, that's totally off this topic. I know it is, but what I'm You could have waited another time to tell me. I that. thought you were going to your ad. No, I'm not. Well, you grabbed your ad paper. No, this is not ads. Oh, damn it. Timing. <laughs> it's not underlined. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well. I'll bring that up during the news, Chris. Bring it up then. I, guess. I thought Copy. I was going to his ad. What now? No, what now? Sorry. He forgot. <laughs> Dude, I thought you were going to break. That's why I. That. How about that nutty I'm not going to talk anymore. How about that nutty Sweden? <laughs> What's the deal with these cars these days? Yeah. Now, let's get back to Sweden. Okay. Uh, Kenny, I don't think Sweden <laughs> would implode. It's small enough to pull this off. It's so cold there. Yeah, yeah. And, and everything that's happening in Switzerland is going to happen in Sweden. I, I think they'll crash. I swear to God, if you do an ad right now. <laughs> Maybe no. I will. Damn you. <laughs> I, I would. <laughs> I'm going to. Damn it. <laughs> I'm still a jackass. I'm sorry, Peter. No, the way whole... to beat this, EcoFund Motorsports. <laughs> yes. Okay. Maybe not now is the time to ride a scooter. Uh, no, it's not the season. About seven months a year, you're riding your scooter from EcoFund Motorsports, and you're beating the man at the gas pump. They turn urban errands into adventures, and they're getting about 75 miles to the gallon. Mm-hmm. All your urban errands can be done on one of these great scooters from EcoFun Motorsports. Over 100 youth ATVs and dirt bikes in stock. Uh, Four-seat, 200cc electronic fuel-injected golf carts. Full-size ATVs with a 2,000-pound winch and a 48-inch steel snowblade. On sale, $58.99. Uh, everything's on sale. It's the it's the Christmas sale. It's the post pandemic sale. These prices are lower at EcoFun Motorsports since the pandemic. Uh, and it's truly truly fun shopping. The brand new store in Forest Lake is on Highway 97, just west of 35E. And the store in Burnsville opened this summer on the service road near County Road 42, above 35W. And uh, all electric bikes, two hundred bucks off. All scooters, a hundred to five hundred bucks off. This is in time for Christmas. Let's do it. Helmets, apparel, great service, great people. That's EcoFunMotorsports.com. dot 
Positive Thursday is brought to us by Schoonover Body Works. Mike Schoonover, over. Mr. Mike is on the horn with us. Uh, Schoonover Body Works located in Shoreview, 1060 County E. Mr. Television on the line. Hello, sir. Hey, Kenny. Good to be here with you today, buddy. So, so uh, Channel 5 featured a piece uh, that was on last night's news and this morning's news that uh, showed you and Nikki and was that Noah? It was Noah, and there was a bunch, there was a, there was a whole plethora of Schoonover employees in that video. And let me tell you, uh, your shop, the inside of your shop, is uh, a bonnet to boot in there. Man, you guys are b- 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 busy. <laughs> well, it's good. That's what we that's what we shoot for, right? Yeah, it, it was fun seeing all of you guys on there. And, and um, I, I do have a topic I want to talk about, but first. Just a brief kudos here from a GLer that came to me. Um, I went to Schoonover for my new-to-me collector pickup, which was an 85 Ford F-150, and holy crap, Schoonover went above and beyond new keys because I locked the truck up, forgetting this was the era of two keys, new tires, and interior cleaning of this truck previously owned by a smoker it came back immaculate on the inside and not a trace of the previous smoker. Kudos to Mike and the crew for a job well done. That was fun getting that note. That came from our buddy Vic, Vic Dorso. Who, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, we, uh, Vic and I butt heads all the time on Twitter. He's a lot of fun, a good guy, a truck driver, actually. Absolutely. So I was up by uh, your joint, what was it, last week? How's the construction going? I know you're adding on. Uh, it's it's kind of late in the years to be starting a building project. Well, you know what I learned? Construction guys don't care what the what the weather is. They're just <laughs> they're you they're uh, they're uh, they're badass. They, they don't care. Isn't that amazing? They got, they got equipment, you know. So I was, you know, I, I, we were talking, and I said, "Well, what are we going to do with all the snow?" And they said, "Well, we got stuff for that." Yeah, yeah, we've got tools for that. Don't worry about it. But I, I see some of these building projects starting up in November, and I go, nope, that ain't going to happen. Next thing you know, the building is up. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, Kenny, uh, uh, can't wait till uh, around June when everything is all said and done. How many? Uh, so, how, yeah. How many additional square feet are we talking here? We're going to put eighty five hundred square feet on the building. Ooh, so ooh, between ooh. Uh, parts and service and detail. And a new customer waiting lounge. Um, it's going to be, uh, and then remodeling our offices. Uh, we're we're looking forward to it. So it's going to be a brand new shiny shop. You think you're busy now? Oh my goodness! And now I'm thinking about um, stocking that uh, brand new shop. The lifts, the hoists, the tools. Oh my goodness, Mike! That's a huge investment in the city of Shoreview. You must love it up there. We do. We we do. The community's great. Our customers are great. Our employees are wonderful. Uh, Gail and I are too young to retire, so let's just get into it and have some fun for a few more years. And I, uh, I had to inform. Oh, I think you met her, and we might have spoke about this, but I had to inform a buddy of mine um, who works up there on, uh, I think Lexington and Red Fox, that when she needs an oil change, oh, just drop it off at Mike's, and it'll be done by the time you're done with work, nice and close by. So, you guys do it all up there. Absolutely, and she'll get a, she'll get a, even get a car wash. Oh. No charge. Correct. That means pretty much everything related to auto repair from glass and service and body works, you name it. Call up Miss Nikki, also a TV star at Schoonover Body Works and Glass, 
And she's going to get you hooked up with the right tech. You've got over 80 years behind you. You're up in Shoreview, always rated as one of the Metro's top body shops. And Garage Logic's official body shop. We're talking schoonoverbodyworks.com. Are you ready? Yep. Okay. Truth, justice, and the suture. <laughs> what? What? Now here's John Height with the news. Here's John Height. Huh? I'd rather listen to me play a brilliant guitar <laughs> solo here. Oh, wait, Some days you just that. love you. You're so humble, too. <laughs> listen to this, man. Yeah, you're very talented. Yeah, I'm very talented. Yeah. That's a okay, screaming let's move guitar, on, John. Shall we? Let's move on. Uh, before we get to news, uh, let me tell you about the Rivertown Medical Center in Stillwater. If you suffer from the pain, numbness, and tingling in your hands and feet that uh, is caused by peripheral neuropathy, well, Dr. Dan and Rivertown Medical Center can help you out. Uh, your family doctor, he probably told you, well, it's you got it, and you're going to have to live with it. Well, they can help you out here. Neuropathy caused by damage to the nerves caused by a lack of blood flow that causes the nerves to die off. They use the regenerative medicine and regenerative uh, regenerative, excuse me, cell therapy at Rivertown Medical Center that can find relief from neuropathy. If you'd like to find out more about this and get yourself a free neuropathy scan, you can attend a free seminar this Saturday, 10 a.m. at Holiday Inn Express at 5653 Bishop Avenue in Invergrove Heights. Call 651-661-4311. Leave your name and cell number. You'll automatically get a text reservation for the seminar. Uh, let Rivertown Medical Center's responsible pain management help you fight the pain and suffering caused by peripheral neuropathy. This Saturday morning, 10 o'clock at Holiday Inn Express, 5653 Bishop Avenue, Invergrove Heights. Call 651-661-4311. Leave your name and cell number. You'll automatically get a text reservation for the seminar. Uh, before we get to news, uh, let's talk one sports item. And I'm just going to uh, I'm going to read the press release from the Minnesota Twins. All right. It says the Minnesota Twins, in partnership with the Minnesota Twins Community Fund and the Twin Cities chapter of the Baseball Writers Association of America, announced today that longtime Star Tribune columnist, writer, and media personality Patrick Royce has been named the winner of the Herb Carneal Lifetime Achievement Award. Huh? Huh? Congratulations, Patrick. Absolutely. Bravo. Uh, he will be honored, Patrick will, with Laura Day, executive. Uh, she's been named winner of the Terry Ryan Play Ball Minnesota Award. And they'll be honored at the Diamond Awards. It's the 18th Annual Diamond Awards. That's held January 26, 2023. We need to go. At the Depot, Minneapolis. Seriously, we sure, should go. Sure. Are you guys in? That'd be cool. Why not? Okay. Uh, and I will post this as a link to the Garage Logic website, along with the one I interrupted the show with a few minutes ago. Uh, <laughs> Patrick Royce's infamous tirade about the Twins in 2013. Thanks, Terry. Hey. Who would you put on the cover of the media guide, which is kind of the symbol of who you think represents Sports your team? Sports show. <laughs> Seriously. You got Joe Mahler with a question mark because the concussions, no matter what, you know, even though... Byron Buxton. If they run Buxton, you should know out there. I take a picture of the whirlpool. That's what I do. I take a picture. Or I take a picture of the trainer going through the clubhouse asking somebody if they'd think about playing tonight. Could you, would you consider playing tonight? This is the biggest collection of sissies jackasses. They got a manager who... Won't tell somebody to play. Why the hell are Pito and Arcia taking the whole last week off? Play! 
Robinson <laughs> could all misses two games yep. a decade, and these jackasses give everybody every game off. Gardy says Ooh. RCA has a sore knee. Oh, isn't that too bad? God, the Almighty, I hate him. I hate him. <laughs> Love it. Okay, who was the manager in 2013? Gardy. Gardy. Yeah. You know, it, it occurs to me that this thing we don't like about the Twins has been happening a long time. I'll say. Yes. That, that, yeah. I oh, hate yeah. to use the yeah. word, but that's they years. got the bad culture. Oh, that's got to get this I know, right Foghorn, and that's a terrible <laughs> thing to say, but they really, it's getting worse. The best part of this clip is the end, because Max, he's got the big grin on his face. Yeah. Goes, oh, yeah. I'm we'll be sure. back. <laughs> but you know, you know I what? Ma Maxie was thinking the same thing we all think when we light a fire under him. Oh, we just God, sit yeah. back and go, yeah. take uh, away, <laughs> let him run. Costa bleeping reek. Well, because he panned, because obviously Sid was still alive, so he pans to Sid, and Sid just kind of goes to, huh? yeah. didn't want to say anything, but kind of agreed. <laughs> didn't want to argue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Patrick, by the way, on Twitter today, I'm uh, posting uh, lots of fun stuff about this award. Oh, cool. And and if you missed his article about uh, Billy Martin, that was in today, or not article, column about Billy Martin, uh, you should read that. Very interesting story. I hate there. him. Uh, he's a lout. He uses the word lout, which is wonderful. He uh, John Shulian had the great line. He was a Chicago Sun-Times columnist, Tribune columnist. He had a great line about Billy Martin. Billy Martin is a mouse attempting to become a rat. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's a line. That's a good line. <laughs> Everything I've read, uh, ever read about Billy, uh, a couple books says if he was sober, he was great. As soon as he had a couple drinks, forget it. He was the worst human being in the world. Yeah. Why would a Chicago uh, guy have hated Billy so bad? Just in his runnings covering baseball? He's a baseball? columnist. And he's, okay. You know, gotcha. writing about stuff. In news, follow-up to a story we had yesterday, St. Paul City Council did vote to adopt a $781.5 million budget for 2023. The budget... <laughs> budget of lighting the, fires under people. Right. <laughs> budget lowered the 15.34% proposed levy to only 14.65%. Oh, they're saving you some dough, Joe. Yeah, oh, see, Joe? Knock her down. Yeah. yeah. So, so he said the year... <laughs> <laughs> he said he said this year's tax levy incorporates a court-mandated shift of the $13.3 million street maintenance program that was previously billed as a separate fee. Mayor Melvin Carter's proposal totaled $782 million, including a section regarding a 15% hike in property taxes. Court documents show a jury trial will be held next spring for the Republican donor and strategist accused of human trafficking here in Minnesota. According to documents filed in late November, a pretrial pre hearing for Anton Tony Lazaro will be held the morning of March 16th. The trial begins March 20th. Federal prosecutors, you might remember, charged Lazaro in August 2021, accusing him of recruiting underage victims to have sex with other people. The arrest led to the return of thousands of dollars in campaign cash and eventually the resignation of then-GOP party chair Jennifer Carnahan. Lazaro charged with one count of conspiracy to commit sex trafficking of minors, five counts of sex trafficking of minors, one count of attempted sex trafficking of minor, and three counts of obstruction. Meanwhile, Gisela Castro-Medina, former chair of the University of St. Thomas College Republicans, who was a federally charged in connection with the theme, uh, with the scheme, excuse me, has a change of plea hearing scheduled for December 19th. What did I read about Carnahan this week? She's suing somebody for something uh, related to her stepping down. She's suing the party, isn't she? Yeah, I think so, she yeah. just will not let it go. Where's the party? 
they're getting sued, Sid. Well, if it's uh, you, away fast. If it's Republicans you're speaking of, Sid, not here. They don't um, exist. Back to the uh, St. Paul uh, property tax levy, John. Yeah. The news account that I watched this morning c- citing the changes in this particular budget saying, basically said, saving homeowners $1 million. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that, that was worded that way in the story. <laughs> so we got a little bright spot there, huh? Uh, we just lost somebody. You. Huh. Yeah, you. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's well, God trying to tell you something. I should yeah. take, sit this play yeah. out. Yeah, take yeah. a couple plays out. I wonder out. if management maybe pulled the plug on you there. They're on their way down the hall. Let's right go, Johnny. Now. I just lost my email, Let's too. Keep it up, John. It's been well, nice working with you guys. See yeah. you, Chris. John, are you on? <sighs> we lost Johnny. Isn't that fantastic? Hi. Are you on? Let's. Uh, no, John's Kenny's on, on and Rook's on, and I'm on. Why don't you guys start talking, and I'll try to see if I can get this uh, ship righted. We huh? can do that. Well, Let's... do you want me to be terribly serious? Yes. May as well. Go ahead. I was going to save it till tomorrow. I am going to save it till tomorrow. Okay. That's called uh, a tease. Well, I, w- I won't save this till, t- till tomorrow. We were talking about the new... Uh, uh, program in place to license teachers in minnesota mm-hmm. right it, can you hear me now john no he can't hear me just give me a second uh we learned that uh, there's an assistant principal in greenwich connecticut was captured on an undercover video admitting that he discriminates against conservative and catholic teaching applicants so that he can better advance subtle progressive indoctrination in the classroom. He's actually admitting it. He's admitting it. Wow. Yeah. That's that's where we've got he to. reiterated that he would never hire a Catholic because if someone is raised hardcore Catholic, it's like they're brainwashed. Oh, but you're not, huh? Right. You can never change their mindset. So when you ask them to consider something new, like a new opportunity, or well, you have to have think, to think about, about, about this differently... differently. <laughs> Today, now I'm, I'm echoing. I am the luckiest. There we go. Now we're back. Well, height doesn't appear to be back. He'll Honest be. to God, he's worse than me when it comes to technology. He'll be all right. Stuff. Tap the mic, there we go. John. Did you press? Hello? Can you hear me, John? Not if you can hear me. Not if you can hear me. me. John? We can hear him. And say a word, John. He can't hear us, but we can hear him. Surveillance video shows a St. Paul police sergeant exchanged gunfire with the man shot and killed during a confrontation Monday night. That according to the Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension. The BCA identifying Sergeant Cody Blanchin as the officer who fired at 24-year-old Howard Johnson while releasing details of the encounter they say was captured on surveillance, body camera, and squad camera footage. Uh, Johnson was identified earlier by family members. On Wednesday, the family was calling for the release of any and all footage related to the death. According to police, officers received a domestic assault report during which the suspect had a gun and ran away. Police said the description of the suspect matched Johnson, and officers later found him, saying he appeared to be carjacking a victim. The BCA reviewed surveillance footage that shows a police squad car approaching Johnson before hitting him and knocking him to the ground. The video then shows Johnson rising up before an exchange of gunfire erupted between Johnson and the officer. Johnson was shot in the torso and leg, later died at Regents Hospital. No police officers were harmed. Investigators recovered a 45 caliber Glock pistol and three 45 caliber bullet casings at the scene. They also recovered 9 millimeter casings that matched up with the officer's department issue, uh, issued 
handgun. This is what I want to talk to, about tomorrow, and I will, because I have a dreadful new theory developing oh, about, uh, no. and it's 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 uh, centered on this incident. Mm, okay. What, why hey, tomorrow, Rick? Joe? Uh, because it's... because I don't have time to do it today. Okay. All right. University of Minnesota Raptor Center has been busy since Sunday night caring for nearly a dozen sick eagles that were found in Dakota County. The Raptor Center said the eagles are believed to have eaten carcasses of animals that had been euthanized and disposed of at Pine Bend Landfill in Invergrove Heights, leading to the poisoning. Dr. Victoria Hall, executive director of the Raptor Center, said we've never seen this many eagles in one event. The first eagle arrived at the center Sunday night. On Monday, the Raptor Center received another call of a similar sick raptor in need of medical attention in Dakota County. Hall says when their volunteer went there, they found not one or two, but nine different eagles that were in need of help. What county, Excuse John? Me. I'm sorry. Dakota. 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 All right. Yeah. In total, 11 eagles were brought in for intensive care earlier this week. Uh, one eagle did not survive. Minnesota Department of Natural Resources said two others were found dead. Uh, sounds like most of these eagles will be fine at some point, and they're hopeful they'll be able to get them back out into nature. Is it thought that they ate, uh, what, the tainted? Uh... Something that was poisoned, I believe. Yeah, carcasses. So is it that possible were... that someone was poisoning animals without intending to hurt eagles? Well, uh, poisoning animals is illegal okay. for this very reason. I guess I reason. don't know about poisoning. Why would you poison an animal? Uh, like rats or something, if yeah. you have a problem with a nuisance critters um prior to monday i'm gonna guess i've heard maybe a total of three eagle calls on the scanner and they're really? always they've always been hit by a car huh. because they're feasting on something on the road yeah uh, but monday the scanner all morning was eagle calls it was really really weird hmm. huh yeah what is the uh the, the protocol kenny when you hit if you hit an eagle well, you can't do like you do when you hit a cat and, you know, and you back up over it again just to make sure you send it to heaven. Don't do that with an eagle. No. Uh, call, I, I, I guess, call 911 and report it because they will make an effort to get that bird. Sure. I like eagles. Yeah. Like a nice yeah. eagle? Yeah. yeah. We saw the, one, remember, when we were at Dutch's place. Yeah. We all right over up. our head. Yeah, they're, they're, they're out there. You can there get it. There it was. There it was. Was that on the way to the boat or back from the boat? Because that would Boy. explain a lot why we acted so weird. I, uh, I don't know, John. I don't <laughs> remember. Yeah. Are you telling me you see so few eagles that one event sticks in your memory? Well, that one was just neat because John and I were carrying a, a cooler. Because you were S-faced. Either from the boat or to the boat. That we don't remember, but well, it flew right over I'll our head. I'll tell you what. On flew River right Boulevard us, yeah. in St. Paul, they're as thick as squirrels. Yeah. Really? Oh. Well, that was that recruitment effort, right, by the right, city? Or was that just for the fox? No, that was for foxes and coyotes. Got it. You know what we got up here in my uh, area of the world? What do you got, Johnny? We got a lot of albino squirrels. Oh, yeah. A they lot. can get them. More, more than that's, one. Uh, that's a sign of the devil. What are the totally really? black squirrels, are they called? What are they called? There's just solid black squirrels and there's solid white squirrels. I've never seen uh, some badass. Those, Those are the Those badass. Those are the gangster squirrels. squirrels. Kenny, no, what, not gangster, just badass. Kenny, what else does John have a lot of in that neck of the woods? Uh, crackheads. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Thank you. <laughs> uh, moving right along into the news on the Ukraine situation, Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov said today that the Russian invasion of Ukraine could, in his words, end tomorrow if there were any political will on the part of Kiev. 
And he also ruled out talks on further annexations of territories for the time being anyway. Peskov pointed out that if the Ukrainian president, Volodymyr Zelensky, had that desire, there could be talk of an end of the war. He also ruled out the annexation of new territories in the area affected by the Russia, what he called military operation, as Moscow refers to the invasion and indicated there are no doubts about it. He said at least there are no communiques on the issue. However, there's still a lot of work to be done in the territory. I bet they're called ebony squirrels. Ebony and ivory. ivory. Have you... Uh, Live together in... Per- oh, have you found a place yet where you could insert your uh, untimely interruption in I, John's I newscast? Right I got the story right here. It's, so he can right here. Basketball... Basketball star Brittany Griner has been released from a Russian penal colony after the Biden White House was able to reach a deal with the Kremlin on a prisoner swap. Uh, Griner, the WNBA star imprisoned on marijuana-related drug charges in Russia, will be returned to the U.S. in exchange for arms dealer Viktor Boot. The negotiations were reportedly mediated by Saudi Arabia's Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman and the United Arab Emirates President Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed, according to Arab News. Uh, Greiner had been facing nine years in a Russian penal colony. Here is a 60 Minutes report, Joe, from a DEA agent on the capture of Victor Boot. Victor Boot, uh, in in my eyes, um, is one of the most dangerous men on the face of the earth. On the face of the earth. Without a doubt. Mike Braun, the former chief of operations for the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration, told us Boot first exploded on the scene in war-torn West Africa in the late 1980s. Elevating bloody conflicts from machetes and single-shot rifles to... AK-47s, not by the thousands, but by the tens of thousands. So he weaponizes civil war in Africa. He transformed these young adolescent warriors into... uh, insidious, mindless, maniacally driven killing machines that operated with assembly line efficiencies. Wow. Okay. And he's the guy we traded for Griner, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. He uh, There was a possibility he was up for parole in two years also, which kind of entered into it apparently from what I've been reading. Uh, he was out, he's supposed to be out in 2029 and he could have been on parole in 2025. I should know this. How long has the Marine been in captivity in Russia, John? Uh, four years. Has it been four years? Uh, okay. Boy, I, you know what? Uh, don't quote me on it, but I believe I read four years okay. today. I believe, anyway. Uh, Mr. Boot, I also didn't know until this morning, uh, actually helped us, <laughs> the U.S. Oh, uh, how, how so? During the Iraqi uh, uh, war, uh, he uh, his planes flew weapons to us. In and, other words, this and, guy's a top drawer mercenary. Yes, yeah. and the, apparently the U.S. government contractors knew that at the time, but at the time the weaponry was needed or it could have caused harm to our soldiers, <sighs> if, if that makes sense. Yeah. So so they, you know, I made a deal with the devil, apparently. Mm-hmm. This is, this is uh, who's the Nazi rocket guy, Braun? Uh, we're Vern not above, Braun. yeah, we're not above doing business with bad guys. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Uh, federal authorities are investigating a number of recent reported acts of sabotage on utility companies. A move comes in the wake of substations being riddled with bullets in North Carolina, leaving tens of thousands without power for days. After that incident, the utility companies reached out to federal authorities to investigate. 
The most recent potential case of sabotage was in South Carolina, not as big as the North Carolina one, though. According to multiple law enforcement sources there, an individual opened fire near a Duke Energy facility. That individual used what appeared to be a long gun and then sped away, nobody injured. Meanwhile, in the North Carolina case, a $75,000 reward has been offered. No arrests have been made, no motive announced in that case. A lot of speculation about that, but uh, nothing official. You know, I think uh, somebody has already died as a result of there being no electricity. Mm-hmm. And so these guys are going up for murder when they're caught. Yeah. And we still don't have a motive, do we? I've searched no. for a motive, and I all well, I see we, is rumors sort of and innuendo. Rumors and innuendo, yes. Yeah, exactly. but no facts. Yeah. No facts yet, which is why I didn't vote it in this story. Yeah, no, that's good. That'd be a heck of a name for a podcast. What? Rumors, rumors and innuendo. innuendo. Mm-hmm. You could there say probably is one already you? called that. Yeah, Isn't that kind right. of what the Krabby Coffee Shop is? <laughs> yeah, kind <laughs> of. Throw it against of, the wall and see what sticks. A bunch of BS. <laughs> Democratic Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of New York is under investigation by the House Ethics Committee. The committee said they received a referral from the Office of Congressional Ethics, a separate office that reviews misconduct allegations on June 23rd of this year. That means a majority of that body had decided the material was substantial enough to refer to the committee. The committee uh, the committee noted that the disclosure of the investigation was mandated by a decision by the committee to extend the amount of time that they're investigating the matter and that the panel had not yet made a judgment. Whatever the investigation is about hasn't been announced. Spokesperson for Ocasio-Cortez said they're confident the matter will be dismissed once the investigation is done. Taking free stuff. Uh, yeah, I guarantee you whatever it is, no matter how serious, nothing will come of it. No. You know, the House Ethics Committee also directed GOP representative Madison Cawthorn of North Carolina to pay 15 grand to a charity after finding what they called substantial evidence he improperly promoted a cryptocurrency while in Congress. The fine caps and investigation announced in May that looked into whether the scandal-plagued lawmaker touted a cryptocurrency known as Let's Go Brandon Coin in which he had a financial interest, whether he engaged <laughs> in an improper relationship just, with an aide. We're just not governed by our best and brightest, are we? Yeah, are, we really are, are. are we Sodom and Gomorrah? What oh, the hell's man. going on it's here? It's really going down fast. He has been, uh, he's not, uh, he's been voted out, so he won't be back, but Cortez obviously is still in there. So, Have you guys noticed, now Joe, I guess I'm not talking to you, but Reavers and John, if you go deep in the comments on Twitter, that, you know, there'll be a stream going. And it happened this morning with the Britney thing. You know, you'll be reading all sides. And then all of a sudden you see a whole bunch of tweets from people promoting cryptocurrency. Yeah. Just randomly out of the blue. Yeah. What the hell is that? Algorithms, Ken. Is that what that is? Yes. Uh, well, I'm glad I don't see that. Well. It's now legal for women and men to be topless on beaches in Nantucket. Good. Earlier this year, a local-led gender equality on beaches uh, campaign. We've got to have equity. I'm keeping my bra on. Thank you very much. <laughs> a local-led gender equality on beaches campaign proposed a bylaw amendment that would make it legal for anyone of any gender to go nude from the waist up while on a beach on the island. Although Nantucket voters had already voted yes on the proposed bylaw in May, the decision became official when approved by Massachusetts Attorney General. Under the previous law, women could be fined 300 bucks and faced a penalty of up to three years in prison if they were caught topless in Nantucket. In the docket, uh, document issued by her office, the attorney general said that Nantucket's decision might be controversial, but it does not conflict 
with any state laws. I'm seeing a lot of wrinkled sea hags. <laughs> I was about to ask where the fireworks commissioner is yeah. on this. Uh, a lot this. of sea hags. How much for one plane ticket to Nantucket? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, uh, you know. Strange criminals in Florida. Police arrested two men on Wednesday in connection with stealing a safe from a Wendy's in Miramar. Mir- Miramar. According to Miramar. According to Miramar police, Yamas Lozaro Porteas and Johan Valdez were caught on camera stealing a safe from Wendy's on 3750 Utopia Drive. What makes this all weird, police say it's not an isolated incident. The two men have been charged with some break-ins at other Wendy's where they tried to do the same thing, steal the safe. Hmm. The other thing that makes it weird is Wendy's safes usually don't have much if any money in them yeah you'd you'd think if you're going to crack a safe you might try a bank yeah instead of wendy's but these guys thought they were the wendy's uh the ocean's 11 version of wendy's let's get that wendy's sounds to me like they're underachievers yeah they really are they have no marketing skills four (laughs) different counties they did this in and every time they hit a wendy's yeah how many times isn't that that no wait that's the definition of insane right you yeah. keep doing, yeah. the, doing same. the same thing yeah. over this, and over. this wendy's has got to have some right. money yeah. Yeah. gold in there yeah. yeah yeah both suspects are being held in palm beach county where they face multiple charges of theft that's John, it you're joe. the best thanks joe even despite a possible technical hiccup i was going right. to say unless my computer fails then uh, right okay <laughs> The Canopy Group is an insurance agency that is unique by offering 16 carefully selected companies for home and auto insurance. And we're going to throw this holiday analogy at you. Would you be satisfied if the only dessert you could have this season was fruitcake? Not me, I wouldn't. That would be like having one agent representing one company. Meanwhile, your neighbor creates this dessert exchange with 40 family members. It's going to be great. You could have a fun family exchange with desserts like divinity peanut brittle fudge cutouts gingerbread all of that good stuff at the canopy group we get that it is all about options that's why our insurance agency offers 16 companies in addition we have 40 licensed elves i think those are agents working behind the scenes to assure you always to have the best coverage at the best price remember our clients average saving is over 800 per year this holiday season don't get stuck with just the fruitcake Get options. Call 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com today. Latte schmate. Here's Joe Suchere. You know what those criminals should have done, Joe? To hell with Wendy's. Go to 30 Bales Restaurant. No, don't rob them either, by the Wait, way. Wait, what are you saying? No, I'm Do just they saying they should, have, they should have went there for the food. Instead of worrying about... They should have gone there. Should have went there? Jeez, honestly. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 I want you guys what? to know something. I'm rattled today. I'm <laughs> rattled today. We've had technical issues. We've had... Let me talk about... Let me went to my friends at 30 Bales, okay? <laughs> I'd have did that if I could. <laughs> I'm going to drive truck over to 30 Bales. I, I seen what you did there. I, I'm yeah, eat I seen food. Chris do this ad. <sighs> okay, take it from the top. Turn over. Step one. Take two. 
30bales.com. That's their website. Online ordering is available. They have lunch that starts at 11 a.m. Tuesday through Friday. That goes to 3. Happy hour from 3 to 5.30. Brunch Saturday and Sunday, 10 to 2. And thank you from the email. From Thank you to Scott for the email. Okay, here we go. Uh, sitting at 30 bales for lunch, and I see that NBC News is reporting that Chinese hackers stole $20 million in COVID relief funds. Not sure if Joe knows about this. Just thought I'd pass it along. And I responded to Scott and said, yeah, 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 better question. What would you eat at 30 bales? I didn't give a damn about the news story. So what did he have, Joe? I don't know. He's a man after your own heart. He had the uh, pot pie something. Brussels sprouts. Oh, yeah, I like those. Caesar, drummies, and, of course, a Bloody Mary. Maybe two? Anyway, he said, keep up the excellent work, and please do this ad as fast as possible, Scott. (laughs) (laughs) He did say that, actually. Yeah, he really did. Well, thank you, Scott. Uh, for having your uh, dine-in uh, experience at 30 Bills Restaurant. Fantastic people, a scratch kitchen located in the heart of downtown Hopkins, right off 169. And uh, they have a menu that will appease everybody in your family. The picky eater, the healthy eater, your kids, it does not matter. They will take care of you. Uh, they're the best in the business. Craft cocktails, as I mentioned, lunch, happy hour, everything that you want is available. 30bills.com. Stop in, say hi to Todd and the crew, and tell them you heard about them here on the Garage Logic podcast. Yeah, just have, do we still have Wolf. Ray of Hope? I think so. Where is it? You want me to hit it? Yeah. Here's today's Ray of Hope. First of all, I want to wish you and the staff an early but very Merry Christmas. My daughter is a high school senior and in the band of a public school. Tonight, we attended our final annual Christmas concert. I say Christmas concert because it was filled with Christmas songs, including a couple with a religious overtone like Silent Night and my favorite of the evening, Good King Wenceslas, where they played it with a jazzy beat. Just a little ray of hope from GL South, meaning Dallas, Texas. Anyway, I wish many a Merry Christmas, and they returned the greeting despite the fact that it was 80 degrees and I had the AC on in the house. I think the 21st came early. It's easy to perform space management in this weather. Paul Petruszewski, Dallas chapter of the Royal Order of the 21sters. Pronouns F U. Oh, F whoa. and U. E F F and U. Okay. Those are his pronouns. Got it. F and U. I think those are mine too. Hmm. Only because they come to us all the way from Eden Prairie. From the traveling Lymans, who are probably itching to get back out on the road, I'll given say. this dreadful cold weather we're having. On this day in 1863. Joe, today is December 8th. The first National Bank of St. Paul was organized. The first Minnesota bank chartered under the National Banking Act of 1863. Derived from a private bank owned by Parker Payne, it, it would eventually lose its name through a series of mergers, although there is still a First National Bank building in St. Paul. And on this day in 1886, 12-8. in a fight over the possession of Traverse County records, citizens of Browns Valley, the old county seat, brawled in the streets of their <laughs> town with farmers from Wheaton, the new wow. county seat who arrived early in the morning to claim the records. The outnumbered invaders flee with only one load, which is later returned to Browns Valley. All the records are eventually moved to Wheaton without further battle, or I should say without a further rhubarb. 
You don't like rhubarb. Donnie Brook. Donnie Brook. And uh, G. Ellers. Tilly. New theory coming up tomorrow. <laughs> um, I don't like. I don't like the tone of this already. It didn't happen. You're not gonna in, like it. I know. It, it didn't happen in Minnesota, but it happened on the Upper West Side. Something significant on December eighth. Didn't Correct. Howard break in with this? Correct. Yes, he did. Uh, John, John Lennon was murdered. Yeah. Hmm? That's Where all were I you? Got. Watching Monday Night Football. Or you were at home. Yeah, okay. so, yeah. I was bowling at the Midway Club in Mandan, North Dakota, where the band Champ was playing with Mark Canole, who's a fine guitar player who now lives here, and Dean Weiser, a drummer who now has a that band here. That is a lot of information. Well, they all live here. That's the only reason I say it, and oh. people probably know who they are. Uh, you've all met Dean. He's also a cameraman for Care 11. He oh. comes and sees us at the fair. Yeah, yeah. Has a really good, has a really good band in town. But oh, I alerted called. them. They're called the Dean Weiser Band, oh. oddly enough. Oh. And I uh, alerted them because I'd just seen it on TV, and we were all shocked as hell, needless to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when you were bowling, there was a TV on in the in the lanes. Well, there's there's it, there's a bar also. The band was playing in the bar, so I we'd see. go in, you know, grab a beer yeah. in between frames. <sighs> anyway. Of all know. people, though, to break that to the country, Howard Cosell. Howard Cosell, yeah. And he was distraught, right? Was yeah, he, not? he handled it very well. Well, okay. you apparently had met him, and they'd had conversations from what... Uh, what I've read. Hmm. It is he, a he terrible had. thing to have to announce. No, no, no. Whatever. Dean's, uh, Dean's father, bad. Bud. Was, was you know what bad. a lot of guys would do would have that ready to play. Worked in the beer industry. Probably have a lot of guys. I actually that. did have it, have it ready to play, but I'm so distraught after well, my, my <laughs> failed attempt at trying to produce today's show. I said I did have it ready. Give me just one second, and I can have it here. Oh, boy, if you want to keep it up and... Am I going to re- be replaced by a golf cart? Take golf carts, just keep it up. <laughs> okay. Uh, I had it here, and you remember who was playing? No. I've already no looked into the possibility of Don McLean um, replacing you. Sweet. <laughs> remaining, John Smith is on the line, and I don't care what's on Nick the line, Oakland. Howard. You have got to say what we know in the booth. Yes, we have to say it. Remember, this is just a football game, no matter who wins or loses. An unspeakable tragedy confirmed to us by ABC News in New York City. John Lennon, outside of his apartment building on the west side of New York City, the most famous, perhaps, of all of the Beatles, shot twice in the back, rushed to Roosevelt Hospital, dead on arrival. Hard to go back to the game after that news flash, which in duty found we have to take. Frank. Indeed it is. Three seconds remain. Was it Oakland? It was the New England Patriots at the Miami Dolphins. Oh, at, they were in Miami. Huh? Well, that I mean, I'm guessing because Miami's wearing their green jerseys, so I'm guessing that that's where they hmm. were. And the field looks extremely green, so I would guess that that's where they That were was playing. a big shocker. Yeah, I'll say. On a Monday I'll night say. in 1980. Then uh, remind me, he he tried to get into the hospital, or how how did that go? You guys have told the story before. What? Lennon? What? When he when when he arrived at the hospital? No, Lennon. He died on before died the, he got there. Yeah, he pretty much was dead before. He died in the bus. Oh, That's what okay. Cops call an ambulance. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Because he turned to someone and said, "Help me!" And he had, he was already basically gone. Right. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. Have you been to the uh, Dakota? Well, I've not. never been inside it, but I I know where it is. Yeah. I was in um, 
I think they call it strawberry. Are we still on or is this the after no, we're show? On. We're still we're doing still a podcast. On. Well, that isn't good enough for the podcast. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll save it. <laughs> I should start saying that to myself once in a while. Huh? <laughs> uh, boy, GLers, uh, thanks for sticking around if you're still listening to this show. And uh, subscribe to the Garage Logic YouTube Oops. channel. And uh, if you'd like, you can see all the shenanigans that take place when we're not recording the podcast via the Garage Logic town council oh social media yes we're all over that as well facebook twitter insta it's all available for you yeah it is time once again to check in with mr money talk josh arnold now's the time for you to do the same glers so pick up the phone and make the call for that free 48 minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608 that number once again is 952-925-5608 you call that number you get josh and you're always going to get straight talk you're never going to get sugar-coated advice and josh is on the line with us once again here in garage logic and boy josh finally we have an update in the market. Yes, finally, Chris, we have an update in the market. My market technician, Chris Dvorak, Dvorak Technical Research, said that the downside target that he had been tracking was reached yesterday and look for the market overall to move upward towards the upper end of the trading band that the S&P has been bouncing between on a current basis between 3,900 on the low and 4,100 on the S&P on the high. He did say that for the S&P to move forward beyond that, it would have to break through about 4,200 on the S&P. And there are, on the downside, I would say there are a lot more strategists and some analysts who are actually looking for a much bigger decline in the S&P to test whether it's sooner, meaning before the end of this year, or later, being sometime in the first quarter of next year, testing a downside target of 3,400 on the S&P. Well, I would say the consensus seems to be leading with the strategists, and their belief is that S&P earnings for next year and estimates from companies have got to come down given where the Federal Reserve is with raising interest rates and continuing raise interest rates to fight inflation. And to some extent, the market seems to be, as we have talked before, seems to be governed more by the Federal Reserve or interpretations of the Federal Reserve than what is actually happening with many companies. Yes, companies have been pretty conservative recently in their guidance for this quarter and into next year, but there's still plenty of pockets of strength and pockets of opportunity if we look beyond that. In today's move up in the market, yes, it could be, we'll say, a technical bounce. But if I look at some other outside events, other than bank CEOs at a at a conference the last two days who are seeing recession and making recession comments, which is definitely uh, scary, we did see more indications that China is going to be opening or reopening their economy. And China-related companies, you know, have seen a nice boot from favorite Apple to Nike 
to some of the casinos, Las Vegas Sands, Wynn Resorts, Melco, even Walmart with the business that they do there. And of course, Boeing, which not only does a lot of business in China, but Boeing also got a nice upgrade today on the strength of some new order. It is going to be very interesting for the next several months. And I know it has been a very difficult market environment this year and especially difficult trading environment for short-term trade. I do remain with my recommendation of keeping up to 30% in cash and the balance invested in companies within my focus group, which would include internet-related companies, leisure-related businesses, China-related businesses, real assets such as real estate, and even doing a little bit of short-term trading. Do want to focus in on companies that are making money and do have a product or service that is needed and necessary. And speaking of real estate, plenty, plenty of opportunity there in a broad swath of areas. We'll talk more about that in the coming week. Very good advice, Mr. Money Talk. You heard him, GLers. Now's the time for you to pick up the phone and make the call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by doing just what I did. Pick up the phone and make the call to 952-925-5608, where you're always going to get straight talk and you're never going to get sugar-coated advice. Josh, once again, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great rest of your day, a fantastic weekend, and we'll talk to you again next week. You got it. Thanks, Chris. Investments services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.